right, sweet. All right, I guess welcome to our podcast. Yes, it's exciting times. Yeah, COVID nineteen doing nothing but doing nothing, Let's playing video games this. and all that shit has. Um, I guess I already said I set up the account because like. I guess for the studio name that we're going to do for our project, it's going to be Tanuki Studios. Okay, that's good. So it's fine, but like the because when I googled a lot of the names, it's like they spelled it with U instead of the. So I was like, oh, I'll do like Tom Nook, where it's like two O. So it's like Tanuki. Tanuki. Yeah. Um, Give so us your money. Yeah. So basically, we'll call us a Tanuki Tanuki Studio Podcast, where it's like you will just update you on what we're doing, and that um, good. yeah, do that. So I guess we should introduce ourselves. My name's Davis, and this is... Charlie, how you doing? Yeah. Um, I guess we should start off, like, what our backgrounds are with animation. All right. Um, so, starting off with, uh, I didn't really have much background animation for a while, but meeting up with Davis, we met up during our uh, high school sort of careers, and I met him during the animation department club. And uh, he taught me a lot of stuff about it, but I, you know, I got the bug, so I wanted to learn more, and I um, just got, you know, I just wanted to see what else, so I enrolled in SVA, and uh, this is, finished my second year so far, going on to third year, still kicking, so, you know. Still alive, still in debt. (laughs) Yep, exactly, still have money to make up, but we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, yeah, I'll just bounce off that. Um, Davis and I met up with Charlie. We basically had, um, art class together in high school. We did. And I was the president of the animation club at that time for two years. And then I enrolled in UConn, so I got into the digital media and design program. Mm -hmm. And, like, they do, like, multiple media kind of things. It's not just, like, strictly arts, but it's, it's, like, there. It's established. It's fun. Um... Personally, I think I prefer the more hand-drawn 2D, so I kind of regret not applying to <laughs> SVA, um, but it's fine. I met a lot of good friends at UConn. I do a lot of work in television and a lot of the reviews I have for, like, the UConn Gaming Club and stuff. And that's, like, a bunch of, like, the fun things, I guess, like, you would say the difference between, like, an art school and, like, a general, uh, what, social, general, uh, like, general education school. Yeah. What's that called? Oh, my God. Yet. Uh, hmm. Liberal arts degree. That's what it's called. New Liber- school. Liber- Liber- mm. Liberal arts school. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, I don't mind taking some of the classes, but, like, they just do drag on a bit. Because, like, I take, I only have to take one math class, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I learn different things about, like, sad and stuff. So, it's, like, it helps me learn more about, like, how things interact with like film and like real life and stuff right so like i've done a little bit a little bit of adr for like animate my own animation and like for that kind of stuff but really it's like i think there's more club activities to like have fun with uh how about what do you have any clubs at uh, sva we do we have a few um we have a sports club (laughs) there no no specific uh sports we do the sports sports ball there is no there there all sports are equal to their eyes um yeah, we, we have a few um, ranging from, like, one called Cartoon Allies, which focuses on, you know, uh, cartoons, animation itself. Uh, they usually talk about just the general, like, um, animation career and how, you know, just they just talk about fun stuff, like what's going on in the world at the moment when it comes to cartoons and animation, and they just kind of talk about their favorite stuff. There's also a couple of different, like, uh, food clubs, and, you know, it's, it's pretty wide-ranging, so I haven't taken a look in a while. But they are definitely varied in uh, whatever they want to do. I mean, I haven't joined one yet. It's too cool, but I'm just too lazy. Actually. See, focus on work. Workaholic over here. Oh, fucking kill me. I know. What kind of classes do you take, honestly, at like SBA? Well, it's all... For the first year, everyone has the same sort of classes. Uh, focusing on the basics. Like, so, like, like core classes? Mm-hmm. Core classes for the first year. Like uh, life drawings, stuff. Um, basic animation. So for me, we had like very little knowledge about what animation was they would kind of go over the basics like the 12 principles animation um you know uh the bouncing ball the um walk cycle pendulum yeah walk cycle uh showing you how to smooth in smooth out timing spacing all that stuff 
and they just go over it bit by bit. Uh, I was lucky. I had a really good teacher who really taught me the basics of it and was super into uh, like um, getting it realistic and was super strict but super nice at the same time figure. Uh, and so second year, you kind of like shift a bit. You start to go more focused and you really start to see like if you want to start taking that kind of career. Um, it's interesting because we did, for our academic year, I don't know if everyone else did it but we had to make a film and we had to learn all the intricacies of having to do that on our own and like for one like building a script building a uh, character sheet rotation, rotation sheet models rotation models <laughs> expression oh. sheet um and you know we and we all we had to do all that on our own and we had to do the storyboards and oh god it was fun it was definitely like a crash course for me because i'd never i've heard about it and i've seen it like first year but I had no experience <laughs> in doing this kind of stuff. But it was definitely a learning experience. And I it definitely treasure it. Yeah. Uh, and I learned how important it is to keep track of time and how not to fuck off. And I did that yeah. considerably that year. I, f- I feel like if you don't know how to track your time well in college, then you're screwed. Oh it's like, God, that's dude. like the main thing inside my classes. Like, if you don't have a set schedule or like a... Like a thing where like you work on little pieces at every single time then you don't get any work done overall yeah because like my schedule for like my summer course is just like just get it all done at at once just because like i just don't want to do it yeah but like for other classes like uh, my dmd ones like i'll set a set schedule it's like okay this is due before this date so i'll just do it between these two dates over here and then work that work that way so like yeah. say okay due date i need to work on this like to be finished like by that date to do a little bit here here and here every single day um, but yeah, we had, we had the same core classes of like, we do design for like logos and stuff. We also do like animations, which is like more of the, I guess, motion graphics instead of like the traditional 2D, which is fine. It's, and that's why like, I really, for my school at least should like differentiate between, um, like what, cause it's called, it used to be called 2D animation, mm-hmm. but now it's called 2D motion something. Feel the motion. Yeah. Which is, like, weird, because, like, when I took the second class of, like, the elevated class level, it was just, like, oh, you're working in Cinema 4D. It was, like, oh, that's fine, but, like, is this, go- is this going to help me inside 2D animation, like, drawing-wise? And, then, yeah, it'll help you with, like, building backgrounds and stuff, but, like, I really think that Cinema 4D is good for, like, certain things that you just need to, like, simulate rather right. than draw, because a lot of times... A lot of the shots inside an- like animation and stuff like are just drawn and then they're moving textures. Yeah, that's what I find a lot of inside anim- animation. They'll do the the thing where like they'll just mask it out and they have like a texture moving back yeah. and forth, which is the proper way to do it. Which is like weird enough for me because like I really think of like oh it should just be hand drawn like little by little like the right. old days like Disney and stuff. In some ways, I think it works better because it's just you know it's just the texture. You could get more realistic feel to it if you do it right. I remember seeing like Curse the Cowardly Dog, for example. Like they had multiple shots where there would be textures on the road, yeah, or textures on the ground itself, and it would save a lot of time because reality animation takes. Mm-hmm. The fuck ton of time. So it's it, mm. honestly when you compare animation to TV, it's like ten times more painstakingly. Cause if, cause if you do TV, you can just when you film and stuff, you can just reshoot a shot. Yeah. But if you do an animation, you have to do the line sketch work, mm-hmm. line work, and then coloring and shading, which is the well, coloring and shading are the harder parts, just because that if if it's not puppet animation, then like you have to consist, right. consistently like move the line constantly every single bit which is like i think in anime they do this a lot where it's like called sakuga where it's it's like every image is drawn mm-hmm. and they show highlights they show depth and they show shadow which is the fact of like it's taking so much time to do this and like it makes it makes work a lot look more realistic with the terms and i do think that in certain aspects like Sometimes animation just needs to be fluid and get the point across of the motion rather than, like, focusing on the tiny little details. And a lot of times, like, what I thought of was, like, what makes a 2D movie better than a 3D movie is the amount of details. Because, like, in a 3D movie, you can have these all the immaculate details over here and here, but in a 2D movie, like, you need to choose which lines are here, which lines are here. Right. So it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, in 3D, you just leave it up to the modelers and, like, um... 
and like the mo- modeling to like care of the lighting and like kind of stuff one too do you really need to think about uh how how the shots looks. composed how yeah characters will move and sort of volume i think that you know for a while like in terms of like 2d animation it's like i expected like i had to do everything at once but in reality it's like it was nice to find out that there are different departments yeah you're part of a team yeah you're exactly you're part of a whole team like it's like you have a little mini village when you work on like a film or a show um that different that do different things uh you know like it's coloring has its own apartment shading has its own apartment which is nice not to worry about that too much yeah it's definitely like you want to do your job right so everyone else can like you know benefit off of it and you don't want to be that guy who just like fucks up or something yeah, like that. Yeah, just immediately screws up their job. One, there's like animation error right here, here, yeah, here. Yeah, point it out. <sighs> yeah. I'll say this, though. Like, when watching other movies, like, I always kind of point out all the little flaws and nicks. Because, like, <laughs> cause, like, especially in, like, live-action films, because, like, inside animation, you have the choice of controlling everything. But inside yeah. film and, like, movies, like, for live-action stuff, like, you don't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. so you kind of like end up with this like okay if it happens it happens but like you try to control that you know yeah you want to just make sure that everything is just right and like if you see something like a hand's too big or volume's not right and it just doesn't look consistent it really irks you as the artist who did it but for people who don't well another thing is like like i learned that people will kind of pick up on shit a little bit like it's less like the visual stuff but more of like the sound yeah sound will people will pick up immediately like that doesn't sound right. yeah because sound is like one of the things like visually you could see things happen but if you don't hear the sound that's when people look at it and then they say that does not sound right mm-hmm. and like i think sound design is probably one of those it's like probably the second main important aspect of film and animation because you don't have any sound your animation is practically dead it's a silent film. And yeah, basically. That was, that was boring before. It's boring. Like, you could, you could throw the most interesting plot point out there, but if you don't have sound, then it gets, like, you gotta make it quick and fast. Yeah. Like, you need to have, like, these sort of jump cut kind of thing where it's, like, here, here, and here, and, like, dialogue into, like, interjections. But, like, I really think for, like, it's, like, I remember watching Fate, um, Pocket with my roommate, mm. and we, we just, because we were binging the Fate series, so I got him into um, Fate Zero first, then we watched um, Fate Unlimited Blade Works. He liked both of them, but when we got to uh, Apocrypha, though, the sound for um, the swords clashing just sounded really hollow. Yeah. It wasn't really much substance to the sound. It was just like, ting, ting, like that kind of like sounds like ringing sound. a bell. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't sound like weight, it doesn't give it weight, Yeah. It sounds really stock, like, stock sound effects. And, like, I, and then those sound effects are, like, used widely inside of the anime industry. For, like, I think A1 Pictures did that one. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think um, Cloverworks did the most recent one, which is Fake Grand Order Babylonia, which is really mm-hmm. good. They do that little, like, hollow, like, sound, which I personally don't like, but for some weapons it sounds good. Yeah. Like, shields and they, stuff. But, like, because, like, it is sort of that kind of shape that would yeah, reverberate the air correctly. It has, yeah. Like, I was ever really, like... I will say about the Fate series, in terms of animation, just on its own, fantastic. Like, it's really just... Oh, yeah. Incredible. UFO, UFO Table, and, like, even, like, even, like, the spin-off series, like, the animation quality is, like, pretty up there. Oh, yeah. The, um... One of my favorite spin-offs is, like, um... What's on the menu for, um... The Emiya household. Mm-hmm. That was probably one of my favorite spin-off series. Because, like, it's just... The Fate Stay Night crew just doing daily life shit, no matter if they're enemies or not. It's like yeah. the same thing. Um, but besides that, like I think that was done by UFO Table too. Oh yeah, oh, like, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was done by UFO Table, and like they had the most interesting like pastel kind of like art style, which was really nice. It was easy on the eyes, and like it wasn't like this harsh coloring at all. And like they, it basically is a cooking show, and it was just like, oh, this is a different kind of taste. <laughs> and it's like I dig it. Um, but yeah. Uh, I guess that's kind of, like, what we've been doing so far, but, like, and, like, our takes on, like, industry standards, I guess, but, like, uh, just, like, long wooden talks about just doing this stuff is just great for (laughs) podcast material. Just, yeah, just remembering all the old times, you just, I remember, like, I would stay up to, like, three o'clock, two o'clock every night, just pounding out work for animation, and it's, you know, that's not a great habit, but no, you but gotta do it sometimes. Crunch time, it, I'll say this, crunch time is, like, you have a certain amount of time that 
we get for a deadline. They just need to budget it really well. Yeah. And what I think schools don't do properly is they don't form teams of like, okay, you're you're part of a team. You need to get this project done within this by the end, like uh, end of the month or semester or whatever. Yeah. And you're when you do all this stuff, like you're left to your own devices. I agree. I agree. And you know, when I I wish they kind of like did that second year and sort of had like a focus on that instead of like. Um, all because we all of us had to do just a whole film on our own and it would have been a lot more interesting to have like to work with other people and like socialize because a big part of animation is you're going to be working with you're going to be networking too yeah you gotta you gotta converse with people you have to know how to talk to people you have to know how to like formulate a plan with them and agree disagree and it's all about coming together and making this thing but I mean, you know, there are people who can make something on their own with their own specific vision. But it will take a hell of a lot longer. Um, yeah, I, I really think that when you, like you should like core classes should help you like figure out what kind of aspect you want to do in animation. Mm-hmm. Then you should form the teams based on like what you do well. Yeah. And we have like for UConn at least we have like a class called Agency X I think where we work for companies in in Connecticut and they do work for them. But the thing is that everyone works to their strength, and like that's the part that they should emphasize earlier on inside like your career to say yeah. like, hey, you're not alone. Because a lot because when I took my film classes, my like physical film class, not like a film watching class. Right. So when I took my like physical cinematography class, right, my teacher said you cannot do any of this alone. You need to have a team, and you need to communicate well, which I think would be the perfect like class to get you you into like teamwork building yeah. and making sure you are able to do these things. Because if you can't do these things, like then you screwed overall as a, as like a work inside the industry. So like, you don't get this opportunity to like normally do like these kind of things, but you get this ability to learn how to how this actually operates. You know? Yeah, I know. And it's you you need that sort of like experience uh, when talking to people, and it's like you you get that like sort of responsibility. It's like it's not just about you anymore. It's about the team. Yeah. It's important, and I wish. Like, we'd have, like, the first semester be your own personal stuff, your own personal work that you have to do and improve on. But then second semester, to, you know, teamwork. You know, like, that you do a team project after that. And yeah. show them what you've learned. And that would be a much more interesting sort of full year rather than just be, like, do one full project over the full year. And it's like, ugh. Yeah, one... Like, I understand, like, it's nice to do one, like, one big project over the course, so you build up the skills, and then you, then you do it to, like, make sure, like, and you produce something. Because it works yeah. portfolio work, but, like, if you're right. doing these small little things here and there, then, like, you don't really have time to develop this portfolio, you know? Yeah. I get that. And it's just, like, yeah, I mean, like, you could also do that over the summer, too. I mean... But then, like, you have, to go, you have the resource on, like, on your own to, like, saying, hey, you can talk to your classmates and stuff, but, like, hey, do you want to work on this, this, and this? Like, I need people to help out with backgrounds, which we all suck at. <gasps> Dude, back, okay, so if you don't do backgrounds, like, if you're a keyframe person like me, you don't do backgrounds at all. You'll scratch basic floors and basic buildings of where you want it to be, and then you have someone else do the work. Because right. you don't have, you don't have the luxury at that time to go back and, like, draw every interesting detail. Because, like... I would, like, for me, when I do certain animations, like, if it's needed, I'll just color in the flooring and the walls to make sure, like, they know which one, which, where it's supposed to be, like, shading-wise. Right. But after that, it's all them. I do not, like, need to, like, they, yeah. they should figure it out because that's their job inside the team that we're working with yeah, exactly. to, like, do things. I always, like, i actually been reading a couple of manga recently. Shout out, I read manga, just to let you know. Ooh, 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 manga. Ooh. If you look at my shelf over here, we have Boku no Hero, Assassination Classrooms, Yu-Gi-Oh, Fire Force. I Mob see One Psycho. Piece too. I see one you piece. out there, and I would say that I'm, I'm pretty sure this is like one of the one of the first ones that were printed because this was <sighs> this is like in 2010 Beautiful. when they picked up the rights. Yeah, but going back to it's um, a really old copy. Going back to background, I've been reading a couple of more recent manga recently, and they kind of just skip the backgrounds and stuff and focus on character ration and only kind of like just show like a tree or something and it's just like i get it you want to show the like the conversation and the interaction with the characters but backgrounds are in a lot of cases extremely important because it sets up where you are it sets up the setting and how it needs to kind of integrate into well just where you are first off yeah you know it sets the stage 
And series like One Piece do an amazing job of integrating the setting, the setting into, in the, into the story. Yeah, because you usually do like what they do in film, which is like a sapling shot. Because like inside the Wano arc right now, they'll have like oh new location, stabbing shot. Yes, like they're at like Kaido's Demon Island or whatever, oh, Oni, so Onigishima, cool. yes. and it's just like stabbing shot. This large like really cool cherry like, blossoms, cherry blossoms like really 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 cool oh. like. It's like Overall. a harbor with a fucking skull, and it's like that shit's awesome, and because and you know it's going to be integrated into the fights and shit, and it's yeah. like, mm. but you know I get it if you just want to show characters talking with each other and focus mainly on that. I mean, you know, it's fine, but if you really want to bring it up to the next stage, setting is incredibly important. Yeah, backgrounds are always needed. If you're a background artist, we salute you. Yes. You, you do. You do the yes. heavy work inside the majority of the majority of the stuff. Because like, if the backgrounds don't look nice, then you're kind of like, okay, then like you're not going to be focusing much on the series. And that's what I think a lot of people will try to do is like, okay, the backgrounds don't look interesting, then it kind of like feels like it's kind of hollow. You know, yeah. there's not much substance of the world. And like a lot of things with like writing and stuff, you're trying to craft a world around the thing with set rules and establishments. Yeah. I give I give Naruto a lot of shit, specifically the ending, because what the fuck. But I do think that... I mean, we spoil this. Dude, that thing ended, like, what, 2016? <laughs> it's been four years. Ugh, fuck. But I do give... I do give the author a lot of credit for the backgrounds and certain, like, just certain panels will have... Like, the thing with Pain, where he's... Oh, yeah, the, that large the scene where whole... he just demolishes the fucking... Yeah, you leaf. see the entire that's... bit of Leaf Village? Like, that's fucking nuts. And he just drew that. It's like, that's brilliant. And stuff like that. I love that. And, you know, I just like to look at all the little details. And... Yeah. But, like, you know, another, another plus to reading manga rather than watching anime. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, I really um, think that when it comes to, like, things, like, resources and stuff to, like... To, like, look at is, like... Manga, anime, and, like, actual film is to, like, look at what you want to do. Because, like, 2D animation for, like, Americans and stuff, it's really cartoony. And then, like, the, mm -hmm. a lot of the backgrounds, like, though, are still really nice. It just doesn't, like, it seems, like, kind of, like, far-fetched, you know? And, like, very simplest, sim simplistic yeah, sim kind of areas of, like, oh, if they're in, the mid they're in, like, the Midwest, it's always a cowboy town, you know? Yeehaw, it, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, this, like, very, like, tropey kind of things, But, like... I really think you should really go out and like do photography is one of them. One of my things like if oh like if I need something in the background like I I'll just go out and shoot some stuff and like yeah. do that. They'll like I'll say this Western style animation. They in terms of backgrounds, they'll have simplistic backgrounds, but the colors they use are really good. Like Steven Universe. I was about to say Steven Universe. Yeah, the like, things the towns are really nice. Like this very nice teal, like kind of slightly pink like roofing. Yeah. Which is really and like, the sea good. and the and the setting of the sun is like that. I see those shots. I'm like, that's fucking yeah. brilliant. But it's it's like when you like in the older cartoons, like Scooby Doo. Where it's like okay, you can tell what's gonna move because it's yeah, it's, you can, it's, you it's can done, see the outline. It's done differently. <laughs> it's like oh gee, what's that curtain gonna do? It's hmm. it's it's clearly outlined in a thicker thicker uh, uh, paint. So. Boy. I'm just like, oh no, Daphne, don't go over there. <laughs> There's obviously the hidden murderer. Oh, God. I will say the best Scooby-Doo show and they had the best style was Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. Oh, no, that was a really good show because it went for the whole dark aesthetic, which is yeah. really nice. And, like, the style and the simplistic lines overall, I think, it barely had any lines. Yeah. Because, like, the lines they had, like, just mixed in with the, um, within, like, the, the outlines of the, of, of the, uh, char the character. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. just, like, they're going for the nice, like, clean, like, non-cartoony art style, which is nice. Yes, and the monsters actually look, like, They look like cool monsters. And I, still, I still remember, like, the one with the kids who got paid candy. Yeah! I was just, I was just like, That's dude. That's my favorite. I was like, dude, this is an extremely convoluted plot, but, like, overall, the, those kids look fucking scary. Yeah, dude, the pan flute chick. Oh, my God. That was so fucked. I loved it, though. Oh, do you remember the one where it was the prom night and, like, the limousine... The limousine driver, yeah, yeah. And the girl, and she was like, Rah. I was like, damn, damn, Daniel, damn, damn, that's like, we're gonna bring up the old <laughs> yeah. shit, but um, we're dating ourselves here. We're old men. Yeah, another thing. At the ripe old age of twenty. <laughs> At the ripe old age of twenty. When do you turn twenty-one? Tomorrow. Yeah. Oh my Surprise. god! Oh my god! <laughs> Hello. It's so funny you brought that up. I was like. 
that's right. I literally woke up this morning. I'm like, my oh, birthday's shit. tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, my birthday's tomorrow. I'm turning 21. Whoops. Yeah. I mean, when you get to like the age, like though, like you don't really care about your birthday anymore. You just yeah. want to hang out with your friends. It's another day. Yeah. It's like who really cares? Like anything like this? Like especially we're in quarantine now. It's like you can't really do that. Yeah. Unless you're protesting and then you have a bunch of person party in your backyard. Yeah, coronavirus party. Woo. Yeah. COVID nineteen party. Woo. Let's go. We're all gonna die. Uh, but on that fun note, um, uh, another thing I was gonna say was in terms of storytelling. Uh, so I'm a big One Piece fan. So sure, everyone, yes. Everyone. You and I both know that yes. you're a big I, fan. I will always keep, always uh, treat Ichiro Oda as my number one god. But um, one of the things I love most are hierarchies, and I was just thinking that the neck hierarchy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the neck hierarchy. Um, I was just thinking like. A lot of another thing like series do a lot of times nowadays is like they'll just introduce a new villain out of nowhere with no forethought or whatever and then just like oh there's a new big baddie all right yeah but like i was thinking back on it and i always thought like when it comes to series like avatar one piece they both have a simple setup but also a set hierarchy that they laid out at the beginning of the series yeah because the main point of avatar was like okay Avatar is supposed to save the world. And yes. the main problem in the world is the Fire Nation attacking everybody. And who's the big boss at the top? The Fire Lord. The Fire Lord, That's exactly. who we're going to take down. We're going to get there. We're going to go. Yeah. One Piece. What do we know? There's a guy named Gold Roger. He's the king of the pirates. pirates. He died. He, he left his treasure somewhere inside the he, new world. He need, we need to go there. Okay, who are we facing? The Navy. Who's in charge of the Navy? The admirals, captains, yeah. lieutenants, whatever, rookies. And, you know, it's like... It's stuff like that that you see it and you can, like, gauge what kind of threats you face in the series as you go on. Like, when the fucking first Admiral showed up that we see... I forgot his name. Akiji? No, not Akiji. Akiji, yeah, the ice guy. Oh, Akiji. Iceberg. Yeah. No, not Iceberg. Iceberg's a real character. I should not say Iceberg, because then... (laughs) He's like, Iceberg, and then... No, um, Akiji is Uh, uh, the... Ice Ice Fruit yes. guy yes. who rides his bike on the ocean, which is really cool. That was a really cool. <laughs> That's, a really, That's cool. a really cool thing. Also OP. But yeah, when we see him for the first time, it's like a holy what the fuck moment because we don't, we never met one and he kicks their ass. Yeah. And it's like from then on, anytime an Admiral shows up, it's like, it sets, yeah. the, it sets the tone. Because like, like what? We didn't, see, we didn't see Akainu until Summit War. Yes. But, but we got um, the light guy who... He showed up during the archipelago. Archipelago, yeah. So, like, there are, like, I feel like inside One Piece, there's there's definitely a power scale, you know? There's certain things that, like, do certain, like, certain, like, have a big amount of strength behind it. Like, if you're a giant, for example, then you're you're immediately outclassed, like, Mm -hmm. pretty much 50% of, like, the size matters. Size matters a lot in One Piece. Like, big dudes will kick the shit out of little dudes. Unless you have hockey. Yeah. That's a different story. And that's the thing. I really feel like hockey's kind of a cop-out just because Zoro and Sanji, like, just needed this simple power boost, you know? Mm. Because, like, a lot of the crew is just kind of support. Frankie has, like, robots and stuff, but, like, Nambi, uh, Robin, and um, Usopp and Chopper, they rely on themselves to, like, take down large like, large groups of enemies at a single time. And, like, that could get exhausting. But, like, when it comes to, like, a big bad, like, Luffy versus Doflamingo. Yeah. That's one of the things where, like, you need to have the strength and, like, pretty much conquers hockey to, like, face against these yeah. certain people. Which is, like, okay. Like, you need to, like, Luffy's the hero of the story and then we need to have Luffy to be overpowered as hell just because it's going to get to that point where it's, like, he needs to step up to the there, plate. There needs to be more. Right. And I, I agree to you with some aspect that, like, Oda needed something but i do think he kind of hinted at it for a while ago starting with like starting with in alabasta i think when zoro was able to cut mr uh, i think it was mr one i think it was no because uh, remember when he like hit the leaves and he kind of heard a voice in his head and then he was able to cut mr one i think that's when it started they kind of hinted at it i know for a fact they hinted at it. They hinted at a Water 7. In Skypea. Oh, yeah, in Because that's when like, Enaril block. Like, yeah, because they, 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 they would explain it inside of um, inside One Piece later on with Rayleigh. Yeah. It's like, oh, Skypea had, it just calls it a different name. So Hawk has been existing for, like, years. Yeah. And, like, the problem, I think, about that is, like, they kind of just brought it up. Like, it wasn't really formally, like, realized until, mm. like, post 
like um time skip you know yeah. whereas like the, the the black um arm and stuff like the arm and hockey that kind of stuff it wasn't really fully realized until that point because right, yeah. you've seen people use it before because garp uses to hit luffy and like he luffy feels it because yeah luffy's made out he, he, he pretty much can't feel like a lot of the hits because like it's rubber and it yeah. bounces back but, but like, when he's hockey you pretty much got him bang or yeah. Seaprism Stone. That's why it's like, you know, if you're a regular dude, that's why the other reason why I like One Piece, because, like, even regular people who don't even need the you need the fucking fruit can just be badass if they just train hard enough. But I, I like that. Yeah, because, like, you have people like Mihawk, where it's like, they don't need, need like... Yeah, Mihawk reserve. They just need their little, like, little toothpick sword and they just, like, slash. That's it. <laughs> and Pokey with my sword. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, you know, if you're looking to make a epic, grand epic, like One Piece or Avatar, first off, Plan it out. Have a plan. Yeah, this is have, the thing about like thinking about story wise is that a lot of TV shows don't have a plan. They yeah. just like do the slice of life thing. Star is, Wars. <clears throat> Excuse me. Which one though? Uh, sequel trilogy. Okay, that's fine. I thought I thought you were talking about Clone Wars. I'm like no. Clone Wars is an anthology series. Just, each episode is supposed to like fill in the gaps. George George had a plan for the prequels. It didn't turn out great in the movies, but it's whatever. Yeah, I understand the point of like the prequels and all, but like it's so bad in, in their own right. But I think the just overall, the it's worse inside the inside the sequels. I think in terms of production value and like overall like movie stuff, the sequels are better to a series because like the acting's a bit the, the acting acting's is better. significantly better, but like the plot points are kind of like yeah, no, bad. the writing is bad. Yeah, because like is when when Leia got sh fucking uh, what's what's that? term it's kind of like shoot it out to space like oh airlock. yeah she got, she pretty much airlocked out to space and then does the force powers and like to bring herself back and it was like the force doesn't do that i think that's not like, how the force works because like a lot of times they don't explain any like any like after uh, like pretty much after all the jedi died out they don't explain how the force works no it's don't. just like this mystical force that like, you could use to like i actually try to explain it inside of like the prequels like midichlorians like the way oh. the force works is that the Jedi have high midichlorian counts, which enables them to control other midichlorians inside the Force, which yeah. is like, okay, that so, makes more sense. You're not really physically lifting the object, you're physically lifting the midichlorians inside that object. Right. Who's the guy who made Clone Wars again? The show? Uh, Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni is going to have to fucking carry his new series. Like, they're, they're going to have to explain a lot of shit if they're going to make another series during the time of the sequel trilogy. Like, if they're going to have to do another thing for I really like, think they should just fill in the gap of right after the empire falls yeah because that's probably the best time to do it because like there's not that much information out there of what happens right um but like because like all we know is that after that luke tries to regain like the jedi stuff mm -hmm. you can make a point about that saying like even i would prefer them to go the legends route where it's like luke actually sees and like doing the doing the whole jedi jedi temple thing but then like he's getting backstabbed because like because like inside legends he falls in love with a girl but the right. girl's apparently a sith spy so it's like he, that makes it's interesting Right. But, like, yeah. it makes more sense that that happened, like, because, like, one of the rules is, like, Jedi can't have, um, really? wives or kids. Yeah. So, like, if you abolish that rule that kind of set this whole spiral out of the first place, then, like, theoretically, it wouldn't happen again. Yeah. But, you just, you get, you get stabbed in the back, and then that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, um, I, well, there is the Mandalorian at the moment, so that's kind of yeah. covering it. But it's not going to be able to, like, tell, like, the whole, you know, span from the... Uh, original trilogy to the sequel trilogy, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, no. Because um, that's, like, yeah. immediately right after yeah. the Empire Falls, and, like, there's not that much time to, like, explain fully, like, what's going on. Yeah. Like, if they make reference of, like, oh, there's rumors of, a Jedi, of the Jedi restarting, that kind of stuff, it makes more sense. I don't, I don't know how they're going to bring Ahsoka and, like, Rex into the whole mix, because, like, there's, those are animated characters, and yeah. even though the prosthetics and stuff look fantastic... I really don't think you're going to find the right actors for, no, like, these maybe, people. If it's not, like, the original voice actors for Ahsoka, I'm just going to be like, ah, Yeah, it's going, be, it's, not, it's going to be, like, the the bad adaptation of it, where it's, like, they really shouldn't be... Uh, wait. Yeah, no, they, they said they were going to bring her in and, and right. Rex. But it doesn't make sense, though, because that's, like, after the Empire fell. Wouldn't you want us to make it set before... Or like a standalone series before, but like they already had like rebels and stuff, where it's yeah. like already like before. That was like it was during the. Um, it was during the rebellion. Yeah. Rebellion, yeah. It's it's kind of weird because like a lot of the rebellions and stuff like are fairly poorly organized. Yeah. Because like you have people going over here, here, and here, and like you have the one main rebellion that we see in the main timeline of like yeah. the movies. There's too much. Too yeah, much there's just too much going on. There's stuff in that 
whole trilogy. They really wanted to milk they it. They really milked it. I, I do agree and I that. And I think that a part of the reason why now everyone just like is so tired of it is they just did it over and over again. Yeah. And it's like, okay, can we not have an underdog story? Can you <laughs> not reference Luke Skywalker for a minute? Hey, uh, hey Luke, uh, I'm your father. Just let you know. Hi, yeah. Goodbye. But, yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm excited for the new area they're going. I know they're going to the, uh, what was it called again? Mandal- the Mandalore. No, not, the, not that one. But, like, their new, I know that Lucasfilms is going towards this, they're going back in time now. They're going to the uh, High Era. Or oh, something. yeah, the, the, the um, the uh, Old uh, Republic, I think. High Republic? High, high Republic, Republic. High Republic, high Republic yeah. yeah. And that'll be cool, seeing Yoda in his prime and some shit. Like that'll be interesting. But... Yoda as a youngling. Yeah, Yoda as a or a Padawan for that matter. I think I think he'd be a Jedi, wouldn't he? Or that or just a regular Jedi. He'd be about like roughly like two hundred years younger, so he'd be about hundred years old. I think yeah, so. I... That would be like his prime, yeah. but it still look, would look pretty cool. You, I probably if it's I, uh, that's a book series though. It's not like a mm. TV show. If they make a TV show, they're gonna do a puppet or a CG, which might look off. Yeah, I didn't really like the um puppet inside uh inside the first the phantom menace because that was a puppet oh, before they switched over to cg because right, like yeah. it just didn't look right in the lighting mm-hmm. so i think i think they did a good job with the cg of yoda yeah inside the second and third and they fucking killed episodes. it with baby yoda holy shit oh yeah dude that show. thing was like the mixture between puppet and cg which is really nice yeah it's it was it was it's a it's a masterpiece when it comes to that of course everyone now everyone hates it because like, yeah because it's, it's a fucking meme i hate it <laughs> everyone's just like a fucking had it yeah like this but of course like when they ne- release the next season everyone's gonna be once again like oh i love it yay yeah everyone's gonna forget about it and then it'll become a meme again and everyone's gonna be like yeah. fuck I just want I want the uh, Obi Wan series to come out sooner. Yes. So I, I'm kind of like in that point where it's like, okay, bring back Ewan McGregor because they already are. So yeah, he back. said he was coming back. Yeah. Just bring him back to just do this and like you're finished with like the whole like oh prequel stuff because like a lot of this stuff is like the only reason why people are eating it up because they're, they're prequel fans. I guarantee it. No, no more sequel fans. They're all prequel fans. They yeah. like the old stuff because it's cheesy and corny. Um, hello there. Hello there. Back from the dead, I am. Ah, get over, get over. I will always say this, but the best Star Wars stuff I've ever watched was the Clone Wars. It, it always, it always was to me. I feel Clone like Wars that's show. because we grew up with it, though. Yeah, because like I do agree, like in certain aspects, like it was really good, but in other aspects, like some of it were just like kind of lackluster of like, I guess plot points. It was like, okay, you're like I understand, like you're trying to humanize the clones, but then like some of the episodes were just too focused on them. It's kind of like eh. I would argue. Now, you may disagree, but I would argue that in a nutshell, that's kind of is what Star Wars is. Because Star Wars is not fucking perfect. I mean, the first movie, episode four, is perfect. And episode episode five. Episode four is a cheesy space adventure. Are you kidding me? It's like, you know, it's what it is. But like, yeah, overall, Star Wars is a mixed bag. And I think a great representation of that, if you ever want to get into the series, is the Clone Wars. And I think that if you want to get a feel for what the series is kind of about... I would say maybe even start there, or at least like maybe watch or four through um, six. I don't know if you want to watch the prequels, no. but you know, I would say instead of watching the prequels, just watch the show, and then you get yeah. a really better understanding of what how the universe kind of feels, and you get introduced to so many fan favorite characters, and it's just like you get to see them in a new light, and it's so great. And the fights are so cool. Like, I think the main thing uh, about that though is like. In the fir- in like the first episode of like Star Wars, right, where it's like Obi Wan mentions this stuff, where it's like, oh, I fought with your father in the Clone Wars. Is I think it was like that kind of point where it's like a one off thing, where it's like, oh, here's like some backstory mm-hmm. that sounds interesting, but we're not going to touch it until like Star Wars becomes this multi million dollar franchise. <laughs> yeah. Gotta milk it, man. Gotta, gotta milk it, it. yeah. Gotta, gotta get Disney's, it. Disney's gotta shape up if they want to milk it harder. Yeah. Because not looking so far, movies is not the way. Mickey's gotta get them gloves lubed up nice. Oh, oh boy, it's time to milk the Star Wars cow. <laughs> uh, uh, Copyright strike. Copyright strike. Just wait till we get Dragon Ball Z. Ho ho. Oh, that's another thing. Flash, like for animation on YouTube, though, like 
it's kind of dead, but like for the people who are still on there, like flash kids oh and like even the Newgrounds people, like they still do some stuff. So good. like their work is like fairly impressive for the like puppet, the puppet for in, for real. like I would say it's not really indie animation, but like for small animations, like quick animations, like they're really nice. Yeah, and like they have a certain style to it, and like they do extremely well. I think like kind of just one offs, kind of like yeah. fun kind of their, stuff. Their puppets are like super well detailed. And yeah, because it's all flash. Because like it's it's like you make the body parts and then you just switch yeah. between symbols and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Which is like interesting, like because like it's already pre made. You just okay at frame twenty five, the hand goes from 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 a down yeah, position to, a to, a qu- to like a quarter turned up. We actually we actually did learn that, um, or I did learn that in my second year and how to use it in June Boom and stuff. Oh, the, the sort of like yeah, kind of stuff like yeah, Rick and Morty. Yeah, like Rick and Morty does the same thing too. Yeah, exactly. That's why that's another reason why I kind of want to learn because it's it's definitely used a lot in current um, Western animation. Western Ar- animation. Archer, um, uh, Rick and Morty, Bob's Burgers, uh, Bob's Burgers, and, like Simpsons. Like, and, like anything that's not intricate, they'll use the yeah. puppet animation. Yeah. If things are like intricate, like um, punches, like if you look at the chicken fights from Family Guy and stuff. Like, they're, like, a slog, but, like, the one I personally enjoyed was a Family Guy versus, like, Simpsons one. Where oh, yeah. They, cause, like, you actually use smear frames, and, like, they do really well with the fighting. And that's what I think that's probably yeah. their main thing was, like, they spent a lot more of the budget on that rather than, like, other things. Home jokes, no, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, did you hear that um, inside Arizona there was a replica of the Simpson house built? But they had to repaint because it didn't fit with uh, housing codes. Aww. Yeah, it was just like bright, ugly pink, and like inside um, Arizona or something like that. I think it was it was in Phoenix, Arizona. Like, uh, you can't you can't have a certain color of a house, That's and weird. it can't be pink. That's weird, huh? Yeah, because it's just, it's like the beauty of desert. So like it's like either a gray or like a beige color. So it's kind of gross, but like oh. it's Arizona. I, rem- I remember hearing that um, back in the old days. I guess. Um, in the army this is a weird like side fact i heard a while back but there was like a platoon that would paint their jeep or car pink and when they were in the desert when it would get to a certain like sunrise or sunset it would be pink it would be like super like like a sunset thing so it would blend in with the sand yeah and you couldn't see it and i was like that's really weird it's a weird kind of camouflage but if it works it works yeah i mean you know it stops you from getting shot that's fair um yeah but like Going back to story themes, <laughs> yeah, um, and animation in general, um, you know, depending on what you want to do for animation, uh, you know, plan it out. You know, just yeah, at least have through. like loose plot points for like certain things. Is like, uh, like when starting off like with characters and stuff, like you want to make sure every character has a goal. You know, because mm-hmm. like One Piece is like, oh, Sanji wants to find the All Blues, Zoro wants to become the strongest swordsman, blah blah, yeah. blah the greatest of whatever. Like, as a story, like, you need to, like, make sure they kind of sort of character arc in a certain place where it's, like, you could do it inside an episode, that kind of stuff, or you could just do it over the course of seri- of the series. But, like, you just need to want to have general pop points of, like, saying, oh, this character's main goal is, like, to find her missing grandfather or something right. like that, which is, like, one of the pop points I use a lot, where it's, like, missing parental figure, but they find it inside someone else, and then once they find the... Like, other figure, it's like, the other figure is like, okay, you gotta choose between me or him, who are you gonna join, that kind of stuff. Right, Which is yeah. really interesting, it's a neat plot twist that you don't really see a lot. But, like, I really, like, enjoy, like, these kind of, like, niche kind of ideas, though. Yeah, like, something that just shakes up the formula. Like, um, I, I remember telling you this before, but a, a series that I've been loving recently is called Blue Lock. I remember... Yeah, you told me about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, so I'm not gonna spoil too much away. But the premise is, ba- it's a sports series based on soccer, and basically Japan kind of just sucks overall worldwide, based on recent events, I guess, at least recently in their standard. Um, and they just kind of want to win a World Cup, but they have been having the hardest time, so they come up with this idea that in order to find someone who's like the best of the best in their country, and that can lead them to the World Cup, they have to sacrifice like... 200, they have, to, they have to make 300 youths, prodigies, or upcoming... Soccer like, Battle Royale. It's essentially, yeah, it's basically <laughs> Soccer Battle Royale. Everyone's, they're put into this weird, like, program that essentially, like, li- eliminates them one by one and, like, shortens it down and, like, sharpens their minds and stuff. And it's really neat because it gives this sort of, like, interesting dynamic where... One round, you'll have these set characters working with each other, and the main character will have these, like, friends. And then, like, everything will flip on its head, though, the next round, because the rules will change, and people who were working with him before 
will be gone, and then the people who we fought against last time will be on his team. So it'll just be like... Leave your friends. It, exactly. Join the dark side. It's like, and there, there's no one, like, sincerely, like, bad. It's just, like, everyone wants to win. Because everyone's a huge egotist, and everyone thinks that they're the best. And so it's just like this, like, I want to fucking win. I don't care about this teamwork shit. You follow me, I'll lead you to victory. And it's like this sort of weird, like, yeah, this is this is pretty neat. I like this. I kind of enjoy those kind of stories because, like, the main character is is like kind of a secondary backup character, though. Because, mm. like, you see, like, see, you see in JoJo where it's like Koichi, where it's like he's kind of this, like he's kind of the person telling the story when you're first introduced to like the whole whole like part uh, part four. Yeah. But then you kind of you see his character arc, but like you like he's kind of sort of narrating this entire like sort of story of like overall, you know. It's, like, it's interesting to see, like, oh, this is not from a, like, main character perspective. It's just from an outside perspective that has no idea what's going on. He's just dragged into it. Giorno, for, like, the majority of the story in Part 5, is just, like, a background character. Yeah, he, okay. So, inside the manga, he's not the greatest character. He's very bland. He's very, like, yeah. tough, broody, angsty kind of kid. But then, he's, he's, like, 15, though. So, it's like, okay, he has problems. His daddy issues, mommy issues, whatever. But, like, you really kind of, I think what you try to focus on is, like, you try to make the supporting characters, like, better in a certain way. Because, which Arancia and, like, Mista are, like, probably the two bigger yeah. ones overall. And, like, people like Narancia and, like, people like Fugo and, like, uh, Abakio. But, like, I really think that the people who really carry, like, the entire, I guess, anime series after that is, like, Mista and yeah. uh, Bucciarati. Which is, which is, like, probably one of the better two, two characters to focus on because, like, they have, like, interesting powers... Yeah. And, like, they have, like, a... Because, like, their powers basically kind of rely on them, like, kind of kind of thinking more about it. Because, yeah. like, Abakio, if you do stand, his stand's got to be in put for, like... In, yeah. Put, stay in place for, like, the entire time while he's using his power. But, like, when you get to an orange it's, like, it's just airplane that detects, like, carbon... People who... Life sources by carbon. Mm-hmm. The carbon they breathe out. So, it's, like, that's kind of a cool concept. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, Mister's thing is, like, he's just... He needs a gun. That's like yeah. he needs he needs this added thing to this whole thing, yeah, his whole like power and stuff. And so it adds this sort of like underdog feel to it when he goes up against stand users that can literally change the elements like that. And it, it's it's definitely gives it added tension and yeah. a relief when Giorno eventually shows up to occasionally save the day. But it's nice when yeah. Mister wins. Because like his own. you know like his ability is not that powerful and it relies on something that he has really no control over besides like his own capability. Yeah. It's, it's not like we're powered like uh, Star Platinum where it's like he can do anything he wants basically because it's so super duper strong. It's like one of those things there's a limit to like powers and like you really see that limit when it comes to Mista and like other stand users. Yeah. I mean it's not as bad as say getting stuck inside a pylon or having it cling to your back and kill you yeah. if you look behind you. It's like, it's not as bad as those stands, but it's definitely a stand that requires an extra... It, t- it's it a, takes an extra, me- like, mental skill to, like, realize, okay, yeah. I have a robber with, um, six... Six, six bullets. Six bullets. I need to feed them I need, every, I need to feed them every, like, every meal, make sure they're not cranky, they're not fighting with each other. Yeah. And it's like, if this was a fighting game, Mistas would be a more technical character. Yeah. Instead of being a I mean, there is the JoJo Battle Royale game inside Japan, the arcade game. But right. that just is like, okay, it's a gun. You can just shoot. And like, those bullets will track. Yeah. Also, when I went to Japan, though, like, arcade games are, like, okay. But, like, the claw machines are a complete fucking ripoff. Oh, yeah, I bet. I'll say this. Like, if you, if you go to, like, the main ones, like, the Sega, the Sega arcade, mm-hmm. like, on the main street of uh, Akiba, then you're, like, you're going to lose money almost immediately. There's like two times. It's like 500 yen per play, and like if you do that, it's like a thousand yen, which is like ten dollars. Yeah, ten dollars. Which already, so it's like you might as well just go and buy the figure, which you probably could do. It's, it's a popular figure inside the crayon machine. You'll probably find it on the streets. Yeah. Um, it's like shops. Cause like a lot of the secondhand shops too. Like you do a really nice job, like just laboring prices at a decent, decent. Uh, price, mm-hmm. and that's where I bought like the um Dragon Ball figurines and then mm-hmm. the Love Live stuff. I actually won the pudding one, which is really fun. Oh, nice! Yeah, that one I I won. Um, even though she's like, well, she's not great at this, but whatever. Eh, I'll she, say she, this: she redeemed herself. She at redeemed the herself end. at the end, but she did redeem yeah. herself at the end. I did. It made me cry so hard when Hasanji heard about it. I was like, oh. Yeah, I was just like, oh, uh, you don't want to feel bad for her, but then again, like, 
Yeah, and it's like, yeah, at least he has somebody who cared, like a girl that actually fell for him. Who fell is, for him and was completely bipolar yeah. about him. And she's like, I want to kill him, but no, I love him. Yeah, it's like, ooh. Crazy, ah. crazy yandere. I know. God, fucking big mom. Dude, okay. <laughs> she's still around. She's still around. I really kind of hope that she gets put put out of her misery inside this arc. I hope Luffy just like, get the fuck out of the way. Bang. Yeah. <laughs> Punches her in the face. That's not going to happen. But I feel like it's going to be... I honestly think, at this point in the story, I believe that CP0 is going to make a move. I think if once the fight with Luffy and Kaido is done, CP0 is going to make a move. Because like, they have Drake already inside Wano, and like, yeah. we all know he's like the secret swords, whatever. Or it, maybe just the Navy overall might make a move. Yeah. Because like, like, Cody's not inside CP9 or CP0 yet, I think. So he's just like a normal like uh, captain and... Yeah, he's, he's, he's like a vice... He, I don't know if he's a vice admiral. I don't know vice admiral. I would say captain at, at least. Yeah, I think... He, I know, I know he's he has a, he has a coat. Better. He has a coat. Yes, he has a coat. Once you get a coat... You're, you're a captain, basically. You're, once you get a coat and the fucking... Tassels. And tassels. The, the larger your tassels are in One Piece, the stronger you are. Yeah. Luffy started out with no tassels, has medium-sized tassels. He will end up with tassels that will go to the sky. Okay. <laughs> that is how it will go. He will also... If anyone tries to give Luffy, like, a shortcut, he'll fucking destroy it. Oh. Yeah, we, we, like, honestly, he pretty much sets it out, sets it out in the beginning of the story. He's like, yeah. there's no shortcuts to becoming king of the pirates. <laughs> Luffy, there's, there, we could literally just go right there. The island's right there. No, we go around the other way. We go through every fucking villain. We will do this, yeah. and we'll do it right. I am the DM. We will do, we do it my it way. way. It's kind of, okay, One Piece is one of those things where it's, like, it, it's kind of long, but, like, it's very rewarding in the end if you read the manga. Yeah. Because if you watch the anime, you're fucked overall with about nearly a hundred, a thousand episodes mm-hmm. so far. Because it's, a, anyway, it's, like, nine, yeah. 930 came out today, I guess. And they, they introduced Queen, because they did Wano, but they have a lot of catching up to do. Because, like, I, yeah. I would say by the end of this year, Wano should be finished. Yeah, I, I hope so. Because, oh, oh, we're almost at a thousand chapters, right? Fuck. Yeah, we're almost at a thousand chapters. That's so nuts. I love that. Um, yeah, I mean, like, for people, I always, like, the biggest thing when people say, like, oh, it's too long, I can't read it. I'm like, Naruto, 600 chapters. Hunter, Bleach, Hunter. 600 chapters. Hunter, Hunter, like, three, Still going. <laughs> still going. Somehow, I will never, like, ah, oh, God, I have to, I haven't read in a while. But it hasn't really gone anywhere, so I haven't really lost anything. Yeah. So I don't really care. I do. There is a series I do want to go back up and read back up on. That was uh, Fire Brigade Flames, I think, or Fire Force. Fire Force. Yeah. Right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, this is okay. This Good is stuff. this is really interesting right now inside like overall just like current chapters is like really interesting because like they bring this whole entire fact like the the natural flame that they use for like power and stuff is like a sort of like. There's a flip side to everything, so there's another dimension, basically. Yeah. Um, and they sort of use that factor of, like, okay, it's a kind of a cheap cop-out, in my opinion, to, like, say, oh, this it was all entire parallel world since the beginning, and it was like, mm, not really when you first enable it. It seems more of, like, a dream world, and, like, something in a place where... Right, it's like a bleach sources, yeah, yeah, where souls kind of, like, exist. That's a lie. We must yeah. kill him, as always. Thus <laughs> any, any Any anime character ever. God is a lie. <laughs> God is a lie. Why did he send me to this world as a black-haired anime boy? Yeah. Why? Truck Chan. No. No. Truck Kun. Truck Kun betrayed me. That was a fun... I remember reading a small short story. That was a concept. It was like, oh, this guy has a contract with God, and he's like, okay, I'll, I'll, if you send me the photos and... um. And like IDs of these people, I will run them over and send them to you. <laughs> which is a really funny concept, but just like, come on, like <laughs> that's pretty brilliant. Oh, uh, I love. Um, oh, I wish they had a second season. I don't know if it does. Uh, zombie, that zombie pop girl series. Oh, um, for Gower. Not Zombie Wonderland, was it? No. Yeah, I, I, you don't. Zombie know. Saga. Zombie Saga. Yeah, yeah, zombie yeah. Saga, the, the, the first thing she maybe gets run over. <laughs> yeah. That was a cool concept for a show. I yeah. like that. For an idol show, a really interesting character development. Yeah. CGI like, wasn't that great. But. No, because CGI is always CGI. But like, I really yeah. think when it comes to CGI, like nothing's gonna top like the Love Live stuff. Because like mm. they have they have the time to like 
nail their sort of technology of like what how they got up to like Aquas and like sunshine and stuff. Right. So the sunshine stuff is all consistent and like really nice, but everything before that, like you have different character looks. So like certain things just don't look right in certain aspects of like character design and like yeah. consistency over the course of like the first generation of their idols. Mm-hmm. So like. But, like, that's kind of the charm to it. It's, like, you, can't, you, you kind of grow with it, you know? It's, like, oh, we're growing with it, and, like, this may change, but there's still these same characters. I want so bad for the style of Dragon Ball Fighters to be implemented into a show of some kind, because the cell shading and the, just the fucking animation prowess that is on display in that game makes me so fucking jealous, and I just want, like, You know CG what they do? I'm pretty sure they just, ha- they just have, like, um, when, from what the camera looks like, it's just, like... Well, they enlarge... They have no large shit, but, like, like, um, for the shading and stuff, that's pretty much just, like, just the shader doing its work. It's more missing the program. I'm pretty sure for the harsh outlines and stuff, it is literally, like, the, have an outline of, like, the model. is like, there's there's a thick outline of black around it, and, like, when the camera looks at it in a certain way, then it will, like, see through, and then you only see the edges being dark. Right. So okay. that's, how, that's how like a lot of stuff works, like inside lighting for three D and stuff. Like the edges are the things you want to highlight. Gotcha. Yeah. Have you seen Guilty Gear Strive gameplay for that? Yeah, I saw like Guilty Gear stuff. Like it was at the indie game showcase. Cool. Uh, that was right after they announced Persona Four Golden for the PC. I was like, <laughs> not gonna try that. I'm good. I'm like, uh, dude, that's like an old game with no updates like whatsoever. It's just like the yeah. soundtracks have been out if you want to if you really honestly want to play that game it was just like you had your chance to yeah it's like you're adding an update for a game that no one's played for like years so yeah like, anyway. um, but it's kind of it set the record on steam for like the most played jrpg consistently mm-hmm. which is like fine and all but like i would say this persona 5 would be second considering persona 4 story because like persona 4 had like this whole like scooby-doo shenanigans going on uh, it wasn't like as edgy it was like like more comedic and that was more my taste uh i would honestly i, I would place three over five too so like i would place four three then five with inside rankings for like the i guess the me like for what people remember kind of there's not a lot of people who remember playing the original like because like i because because the first persona games are considered shin megami tensei games anyways yeah shin megami shin megami tensei persona and shin megami uh shin megami tensei persona 2 hmm so it's like one of those things where it's like this considered this other game and like these three are just straight like persona like right. just the one word i um speaking of comedy uh was i just finished a gravity boys or just caught up oh, you caught up it's fantastic so good my favorite series it's so good chris you gotta you gotta just take it buddy. just take the l just like, take the honestly, l honestly just take get, the l. get chris get in the dress and take the l chris chris listen listen we gotta restore humanity. There's no other way. Right. Unless, unless, fucking, what's his fit? God damn it. I can't ever remember characters' names. Which one? Garavalt? Garavalt. Unless Garavalt, unless Garavalt fucking owns up to his, owns up to his, uh, space waifu, I don't think yeah. it's gonna end well. No. I mean, Honestly, it's really interesting, though, because, like, realistically, we gotta speak into cool plot. <laughs> like, oh, human, humanity destroys each other. Like, that's not, that's that's a pretty, like, 101 kind of thing. Yeah. Inside storytelling is like, okay, end of the world situation, final hope. Yeah. Are, these, are these kids you send out to space yeah. on, by no. their roads, they crash down on a planet and try to survive. I, like, I personally think this is one of my, one of my like, my favorite series because it's like, such a life comedy. Yeah. I love it. I love the um, inclusion of the space market world. Like, once that started, like, getting... Like, once that was introduced... Once they expanded they out... Really, yeah, they really, they really got really going. Went well. And I was like, great. Okay, cool. We're gonna we're gonna really explore the space aspect more. When they got sent to prison, I laughed <laughs> so hard. It was so fucking funny. Don't drop the space, somebody. Don't drop the space. In the fucking Wander posters. It's just like, they really changed, huh? They really changed, yeah. It was like... They throw the the devil sign like they just complete like one's got like a metal neck brace or whatever. Oh, and these are completely different like renegades, which is really funny. Oh, so fucking. Funny. I really don't think that I would have learned about the series if I did not read on the Manga Plus app, yeah. which is like one of the best apps out there. It's if good. you want to read it's new very things, good. yeah, that's I rec- really recommend it for people who are listening to the podcast. Like, if you want to read manga that are that's new from Shonen Jump, read from the Manga Plus because the Shonen Jump app that Biz has. Is not the same. That's for the currently established series that are being currently printed. Yeah. And once that is done, they'll just move on to the next one. Which one they'll print because like they only have they really have a limited selection of like 
My Hero, uh, One Piece, One Piece, Shutsu Sokaisen, which the is new Dragon one. Ball and that kind of stuff. But like, you can get all that stuff for free on this app that we have, which is the manga which is also yeah. run by Shueisha, which yeah. is the company known as Shonen Jump. It, yeah, if you want to learn like just the basic Shonen stuff, perfect. It's perfect. Um, and there's, you know, like, and if you ever want to, like, expand out more once you get past the app, like, I'm just saying, the app is perfect, plug, but, um, you know, like, there's also, like, besides Shonen, like, just for anyone who ever wants to get into manga, there's, like, so much other stuff besides Shonen, too, like, uh, there's horror, thriller, horror, thriller, uh, comedy, slice like, of life, that kind of stuff, slice of life, isekai, if you want to, whatever, yeah. Um, but, you know, like, there's, and, like, what's great is that there's sites, too, that you can look up, and, like, there's Manhua, which is Korean manga. It's Korean comics. Korean there, I'll comics. say this. I don't like Korean uh, Manhua because of the layout format. Yeah. It it's doesn't a, make sense to me as, like, as, do like, it for a, your phone, as a physical book reader. Because I like my stuff physically. As yeah. a physical book reader, it doesn't make sense. They, they switch to more electronic, like, like Electronic friendly, yeah. which is, like, I don't like that because, like, I don't really read that kind of stuff, like. On there, because like even okay, the, even online manga has a problem with like okay if it's like it's supposed to be a wide panel shot then mm-hmm. you have to turn your phone sideways yeah and, that's and your the thing phone auto like, adjusts and it's, it's, like, like, it's like if you read the it. book then like buy on the physical print then it's all there in the first place I really no the one book I actually do where I recommend people read is not Dragon Ball which is in front of it is this one One Piece no no <laughs> it's um called Senpai ga Uza Kohai no Hanashi, which is my senpai, is really annoying, roughly translated. Oh. It's by um, Shiro Manta, and like he's really good. So like, if you pick up the first volume, you can really see the development of art style. Yeah. Of like simple like black and white. Right. But then once you get further in, it's almost full color. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's that's nice. And like I'll, I'll say this. I prefer Japanese prints over American prints because, like, there's such a, ni- a nicer quality of paper. Yeah. And, like, it's not the shitty, like, consistent pa- brown paper that, um, that, like, all the Americans use for some reason. America. Yeah. Because, like, if, because, like, I understand the shitty quality inside Shonen Jump paper. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you look at the Shonen Jump shit, right, it's made out of this, like, cheap paper that's oddly colored. Yeah, you know, it's got that weird yellow tint. It's got the yellow tint, and sometimes you have these like little small, like clear, normal print, like magazine paper ones with yeah. full color pages, little inserted. But otherwise, it's kind of like very poorly, kind of flimsy paper. Right. It kind of like breaks easily. Soma, yeah. This was this was actually the holidays edition that I got. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I got that one too. I, I, I got about two of these inside one of Japan, and then. That's another thing. I'll say this though. The way they set this up though is that it's a very clever scheme where they print out on like semi decent legible paper. Uh But when you get like physical prints of like uh, the actual printing of like other manga, like you can see the the 10 times, it's 10 times the quality. Wow, yeah, no. Like I could definitely see the difference. For people who have not, who are not seeing this right now, dude. Yeah, it's audio comparisons, but you know, I mean, it's definitely like an amazing. This is overall like I love reading manga so much. Yeah. Like, it's it's just for me. It's like people are like, oh, why don't you read a book? I'm like, bitch. Bitch, I am reading. A book. I am reading a book. Do you reading a 900 chapter series? No, yeah. I don't think so. I'll say this: writing a book is way way different from being a manga. Yeah. Because you could, you could be like a story writer, like um, Doctor Stone is, because that's. Dr. Stone is written by the guy who wrote 21 Eye Shield, I think. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then the illustrator is Bochi, who also does a lot of other I've seen other some stuff. of the other work, yeah. He looks really good. And funny enough, like, Bochi actually has a has a drawing channel on YouTube, which is really fun. Oh, it's so good. It's really, really good. Because like, he'll answer questions about industry stuff, he'll answer qu- and like he'll just do live drawings of like, oh, here's chapter 159 or whatever, and then here's like this character, here's the front illustration, like me drawing this. And I really enjoy like when creators do that when they yeah. have the time to like sit down. And it's like, hey, if you want to get into this kind of stuff, this is what I recommend. And, like helping out the community grow. That helps. Yeah. Because like, a lot of times you're like, if you have everyone who's a star, right, and you don't have enough support, they're gonna fail. Yeah. Because like no matter how many times, like it's a teamwork exercise where it's like you need to have a team to help you out. You may do all the line work, blah blah blah, story writing. That's fine. But like, if you don't have a proper team to back you up, then you're not gonna go anywhere. Because then you're going to get yeah. sworn with deadlines. And it's stuff. all about cooperation. You need exactly. you need people to help you out. You can't do it all on your own. Much like animation, when you're in the art industry, when you're doing commercial art, 
you need that cooperation with yeah. other people. Even with design and design too, it's like you need to have cooperation between one the company and two your team that you're yeah. working with. So it's very yeah. like people who think that like art is like oh I'll be like this Vincent Van Gogh kind of like I'll be like this lonely person. It's like no, the reason why Vincent Van Gogh was like this kind of like person is because he went through a couple depressions and like being lonely kind of sh- put him forward. But if you're trying to do something with art. You gotta work in a team, no matter yeah. what you're doing. Freelance as a freelance, even like you need a, you're gonna get hired. You're gonna be forced to put it in, put in a team. Yeah. That's the one thing I would say is like you're gonna be doing because like a lot of times when you do freelance, it's either you're it's just logo work. Yeah. But if it's like a full like freelance, like oh we're hiring you as a 2D background artist, you'd be working most likely with a team. Yeah, and also another thing is like you gotta pick and choose what you want to do. For instance, when it comes to animation, you really want to pick and choose like in terms of time-wise. Like, oh, I could, you know, focus on this one shot and really dedicate like an hour to it, or I have, I could move on with the rest of the animation. animation. And you know, you have to pick and choose your battles. Like, yeah. also, it's like when the studio needs set, something needs, to like, be done by a certain date. That means it needs to be done by a certain do, date. <laughs> yes, exactly. And if for your editor for your manga, it's just like you know. Well, this doesn't look great, you know. Yeah, because the point of an editor is literally to say, okay, you might want to change up this here and here. This like something like certain things aren't clear over here. You might want to fix that up. Yeah, and the big thing is like, don't say just fuck you. I'm going to do what I want because you're not going to go anywhere. No, you're not going anywhere. People are just want to drop you because like editors have the choice of being with a person. A yeah. lot like oh, one of my favorite anime of the current season or the last season was uh, Kakushi Goto. Yeah, which is like um. It, it, and like, which is basically a father trying to hide from the daughter that he that he draws manga for a living because his manga is like full of dirty jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a wonderful series. I'm going to pick up the, the physical when like more of it comes out and it's finished. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but the editors have a choice of like, from what, what it's portrayed, like they have a choice of like who they get to be with, right? Right. And and same way goes for the manga because like it's because like they have the choice of being with certain editors who work well together. But like they could then among you say like hey can you send a different editor over because I don't feel like this person's doing a great job at their job right, yeah. and then they need to switch over because like it's it's art basically and some people will just not have it's different it's subjective and like yeah. our teacher said inside high school it's not gonna be everyone's not gonna like it everyone's gonna be a critic or a review blah 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 but like when you get to a certain point it's like you need to make sure like you can work together properly you have without to know hinder- your audience. yeah without hindering your like potential to work properly exactly. you know you have to know your audience you have to know what you want to do. And, you know, like, it's fine to change it up once in a while, you know, and do what you want. I mean, you know, as long as everyone's supporting you on that, like, do what you want. It's your baby. It's what yeah, you it's create. Yeah, it's your project. Yeah, so, you know, it's up to you, but try to incorporate what other people are trying to say. Don't be closed-minded. Yeah. You know, and when you're able to, like, get every the best bits of what everyone's trying to tell you and combine it together, it makes a really cool shit. Yeah. <sighs> I feel like we've been going for a while though. I think yeah. this is a great yeah. first episode. Really, so. we're really, we're really bringing it out. You know, yeah. we're really, we're trying to connect here yeah. with the audience. Connect with the audience about anime and yeah. animation. Yes. So I guess we'll just sign off here and then we'll continue this uh, probably next. Yeah, we're, we're gonna have projects down the line. So I guess next podcast we'll do more about like what we're gonna be working on in the summer because yeah. we only got like two months left, which is kind of scary. That is a scary. Yeah. Thought. Because I'm not sure if I'm going to go back to, like, on-campus housing in college, and you're, you're definitely going. I'm probably going back, yeah. Because yeah. you don't want to be commuting back and forth from New York. No, that's a pain in the ass. Yeah. I don't do that. All right, I guess we'll be signing off then. I'm Davis, and... I'm Charlie. Have we, a good one. Yeah. See you later. Later.